already we've already done one full season in like two days because that's all we ever do anymore. So uh, I think probably in like a month or so I'll be able to watch the movie and then uh, find a new show to watch. But I'm actually I'm one fifth of the way through Supernatural, which I think which we got that's about 22 episodes a season. So we watched about a hundred or so episodes of Supernatural in about a month, and it, that's a, that's an hour long show. So after that's that, a lot of TV. After that, you need to watch Clone Wars because um, it's really good and, it, and it's ending great, and it'll make you forget about the missteps of this sequel trilogy that we're about to review. Uh, review. Um, and with that, I think we should get into this first episode. Welcome to another episode of uh, of the Nerdway Podcast. And welcome, in, welcome. Yeah. Hi guys. Once again, I'm Kevin. I got Jay and Bobby. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hello, guys. Jay nailed it, as usual. Bobby screwed up. Can't follow directions. <laughs> so, <laughs> at the time of recording, uh, it's May the 3rd. Tomorrow is May the 4th, so may the 4th be with you. Um, in honor of that, we're going to be reviewing some Star Wars movies. And we figured, why not start with some recent ones? Um, they're going to be, you know, there's probably the least material on these, surprisingly, since they're relatively new. But obviously, starting with the first one in The Force Awakens, Episode 7. Um, starting on a high note, too. Yeah, well, Bobby definitely has that opinion. I wonder who out there agrees with that. Um, I do, spoiler alert. This is going to be a spoiler-heavy <laughs> conversation, by the way. We feel you've had enough time. It's been five years. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, go ahead and pause this. Or not, just keep listening, because we need the views. Um, yeah, check it out, though. So let's get right into it. I guess let's start out with our overall feelings on the movie. I personally really enjoyed this movie. I think it um, it takes a Star Wars universe that was sort that sort of ended on a low note with the movies with uh, you know with the prequel trilogy. A lot of people dislike those. This sort of got us back on track in terms of um, what Star Wars could be. Um, most of all with its aesthetic, because far fewer green screen. Um, mm-hmm. So I I definitely enjoyed that. What about you guys? I think it's it. You know, they they wanted to make something that was going to be different than the prequels, like with a different tone. You know, better, a lot better acting, a lot better looking movie. They did go back, like you know, there. It's this is basically a New Hope with a different skin. Uh, but I think that that wasn't a bad idea. It, it's bringing a lot of people back with nostalgia that loved the original trilogy, and I think they did a really good job with a lot of it. There, I have some dislikes here, but a lot of them are nitpick are nitpicking. You know, there's no, there's no huge uh, dislikes for me in this movie. Like a lot of the characters are really fun and likable. Uh, it's 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 a fun movie. Like it's whenever that movie comes on on TV, I'll watch it. One of yeah. one of the things about it being sort of a cautious reboot, with them linking it to, essentially them remaking A New Hope to a certain point, um, was I think a tactical decision made by them in order to not alienate anybody who is an existing fan. Um, you know, kind of grasp you know, capture those people's imaginations again and get them excited about a movie. Um, that does, however, um, you know, that is a criticism that people have, but on the other side, it doesn't break the universe. Like some yeah. movies in the future might. It's also considered another introduction into this universe for people who might not be into star Wars before. I mean, it's a nice like segue into un- well, un- young, the younger, generation. younger generations, you fans mm-hmm. who have no idea like what, original star wars was or even you know care or seen it um and like you guys said i mean as far as you know the prequels suffer from too much cg i think this one has perfect balance especially now with the way movie making is technology it's come a long way and there's a perfect balance between you know cg and live action and practical effects um 
I have no gripes really with this movie. Um, I think it was an excellent start to uh, a promising um, trilogy. Yeah, it definitely sets the groundwork and does a lot of world building, um, which I I think I'll get to this when we get to our dislikes um, portion. But a lot of the stuff that they introduce in this movie sounds great um, and and, you know, has a really cool Star Wars feel, uh, but doesn't necessarily come into fruition for the future. So um, small complaint. But we'll, I'll get more into that later. Um, so, yeah, anybody else have anything to say about overall feelings? Or should we just re- move into some of our favorite characters, some of the things we like specifically? Let's move into the characters. I think there's, I think this, like, you know, I was as we were watching the movie, I was writing down the characters that, you know, stood out to me. And I've got, like, seven characters written down here. You know, it's like there, there are a lot of really well-done characters in this movie who aren't totally shallow. Like there, I, I've even got I've got two villains on here. Most movies don't have even one villain that's memorable these days. So having two villains on you know on a favorite characters list is pretty impressive. Okay, and then you know, let's start oh, on sorry. the top. Who do you got? Okay, we'll see. Uh, my favorite character throughout the whole movie was Finn. I think he's got the best arc throughout the whole story. I think he probably has the most development out of anybody in the movie. Uh, you know, he starts out as a stormtrooper on it. On clearly was his first mission, and he didn't know what to do when he see when he sees all of his other stormtrooper friends even firing on you know innocent civilians. And not only that, getting killed. Yeah. Oh yeah, and like his, uh, I think they go through it in one of the comics after this movie came out. But the guy who dies and then does like the red uh, handprint on his face, that was a guy he went through training with, and it was actually a friend of his. Um. So it's like you know he sees all of this, and it, it, he just can't like he can't do what they want him to do and he knows it's wrong so he i mean he's he's got really a really smart motivation he's trying to get away you know like he he, he doesn't really want to he doesn't want to stop like the the first order he just wants to get away he just wants to go somewhere safe and start a new life together or start a new life with you know together. just by himself at first. <laughs> with <Bobby>. um, <laughs> T- together is with uh ray eventually clearly <laughs> i do i do agree that he has a great arc but he, he doesn't have the best arc of the movie that obviously goes to luke skywalker um, the the wow. range of emotions that you get to the see roller coaster, <laughs> <laughs> tearful um, eye. But yeah, is, and, why are you? Yeah, exactly. I do agree though that uh, that Finn does have the most uh, wide range of of uh, emotions or you know character growth because with with Ray, who's you know the the main character of the movie, uh, no doubt she doesn't have that kind of character growth in it. She's very much the same person throughout the whole thing. Um, yeah. The the only time where she ever has like any kind of change of character is at the very end when she's fighting Kylo yeah. Ren and she hears the Force and then she's you know has this like sort of embodiment of strength through the Force and like that's really it. She's basically the same character the whole time. So Finn Finn definitely has the most uh, the most interesting story and in reality would have been something that they should have explored so much further because you have a defecting stormtrooper. Oh, yeah that it ends up not really amounting to to much and you know for the future of this franchise but so much that they could have done which was a great start for this for this movie so yeah it was unlimited potential unlimited potential and they unfortunately didn't do much with it after this movie right well i mean and i mean i think we intended there was intended for us to see that but you know the way things went you know obviously we didn't get to see that yeah Mm -hmm. maybe but we'll talk about that more in the in the next movies but uh jay what about you what what kind of uh which characters were your favorite? Uh, characters, um, I mean, I don't know if I have a favorite character, um, but I mean, they all there's more some that stand out more than others. Uh, I think 
when I first this movie, first movie came out, I was so excited to see, um, you know, Kylo Ren and see what he was about. And I think that he's the one that sticks out most for me in this movie. Um, you know, he kind of starts off as a whiny little baby and you want to see like, well, how do you become this guy? You know, why, why is this guy so powerful? Um, why does he have so much influence on, on this? And who, are, who is he going to be and where is he going to be at? You know, um, and I just think that he could have been way more dynamic um, to the rest of the trilogy. I guess we'll talk about that later. But it just seems like he just stood out for me. And I think Adam, it was Adam Driver's performance. I think he's a great actor. Well, I, I, I really he's like actually, oh, sorry. I really like, I mean, I like him in a lot of his other stuff. Um, you know, um, Logan Lucky, yeah, he's amazing in there. But I just think it, he, he's, he had a lot of potential to be such a cool character. And um, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, he's actually second on my list. Uh, I think. You know, it, it's funny because he starts out the movie like the total badass. You know, he, he freezes the blaster bolt. Just it, like, and he, like, yeah. At first, he, I think he puts his hand out for it. And then he's, you know, he starts talking to him. And then, like, two minutes later, as they're walking away, the bolt finally just crashes into where he was shot. That's at. cool, too. It's, he's not even holding his hand out the whole time. He's just yeah. sitting there and doing his other stuff. Right. And I mean, realizing he's, he's clearly powerful. He's concentrating on there. And then, I mean, that's another thing. I mean, you know, like, how powerful is this guy? I mean, we've never seen anything like that in the past Star Wars movies. Yeah, so when you're when you're watching the movie, which um, he he's basically hinted at that he's some sort of, you know, he has some sort of force lineage, and you don't really know who he is yet, and it's and it's uh, revealed later on in the movie, probably about like I guess a halfway point, about uh, halfway. where it's Han Solo and Princess Leia's son, um, and the one of one of my, I'll I'll get into it later more too, but one of my small dislikes is just that it seemed like they were trying to do like a vader you know hansel i mean a vader luke skywalker i'm your father moment where it's like our son is he was here and then you're like oh crap that's that's hansel's son um it didn't necessarily pay off but uh but the character himself is really interesting because he's he's a guy who's not trained by an actual sith lord who is very powerful on the dark side which is why he sort of acts like a child when he's yeah. angry and he like he's trained by an acolyte pretty much exactly so um really i thought that was interesting making him not super in control of of his power um or his emotions and like him just totally giving into the dark side i thought that yeah. was that was interesting so they have a whole other dynamic to a villain you know because like usually most villains you get i mean they're especially in star wars villains they're a lot of times they're in control they're precise mm-hmm. well when you calculate it when you look at this movie like it is supposed to be a remake yeah. of a new hope essentially and it's compare him to vader they had to do something different to where yeah. vader's oh, like yeah. that i know exactly what i'm doing all the time and everything's exactly how i want it to be and all that and kylo's just like nothing's re- like when something doesn't go my way everyone's gonna freaking know yeah. it and mm-hmm. he takes it out on equipment and that kind of shit yeah. um, whereas vader will just choke you out because you failed him so. Well, what I really liked about him was like, he, like I said, he starts off like a total badass, incredibly powerful looking, and then like you get to see like beneath the veneer where he's actually he's very immature. He doesn't know how to handle himself when something goes wrong. So it's like he wants to be Vader. He wants to be just like Vader, but he's not. And think, you know, so that, I think it's a really cool dynamic. Right. Well, oh, real quick, just like everything with the Emperor and stuff in the previous uh, trilogy, with the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, where, like, even when stuff goes wrong, it all sort of seems like it's a part of his plan. Like, he was prepared for it. Everything was accounted for. Yeah, and, like, with Kylo, it's like, oh, fuck, this didn't work, so I'm going to freak out. Like, it it shows a, um, you know, a not not mature or an inexperienced leader, which was interesting for sure. And it's a good contrast to what we've seen with Jedi and Sith. I mean, even those Sith 
base their their powers and stuff on emotions, they're still in control of their emotions. Right. And the same with Jedi, they're always it's, in control it's about, of their emotion. It's about channeling their anger. Yeah. Not and and Kylo is just letting it explode. You I mean yeah. he's just all over the place? Uh, so <laughs> let's talk about Ray a little bit because obviously she's she's the main character. Like I said before, um, um, personally, I think that like I said, no, not a ton of character growth, but really. Uh, really kind of charming and likable and uh, yeah, she was like endearing um, her sort of like the, my favorite line or the most, the time where she's like the most adorable is when she says that, you know, I bypassed the compressor and she's like super happy with herself. And there's yeah. almost like this, this wonder of like, I knew I was as good as I thought I was like, that uh-huh. was a really, really cool moment in the, into like her, her character. Um, what, what about you guys? What do you guys think about her? Well, you know, I think she's uh, she's a likable character. Um, you know, obviously she's obviously she's the protagonist of the movie, and it, you know it's all centering around her. And you know what? It's like I, I think they did a really good job with her. I don't think like the, I, some of the nitpick dislikes I do have, which I'll go into later, are regarding her. But I think you know a, a lot of those, like I said, are just small little things that you can brush off as long as you do more development to her later. So in this movie, I think uh, pretty much everything about her is good to very good. Like she's likable, she's yeah. fun. Like you said, she's charming, and charismatic. I I just like watching her in the movie, like watching how she did things. When all the when protagon- we first saw the when we first saw the movie when it first came out, I was very hopeful for for all the characters really, but mostly her. I was very excited for the future of what what would come. And watching this movie again because we just watched it, um, it turns out that she still has that like hopeful. There's like a vibe mm-hmm. of hopefulness around her, which just brings back these like nostalgic feelings of the original trilogy when you watch mm-hmm. this movie so that's yeah, very well done mm-hmm. what were you saying Jack? i was saying like all these characters i mean they all what i've noticed in this movie is all the characters are likable you know not like i said they all stand out it's hard for me to pick a favorite besides you know the villain um just based on performance but mm-hmm. they all have great personalities i mean i think and then when we get later on to the other trilogy i mean it's something that's lost i think throughout the rest of these movies yeah uh, there's that's not not a lot of character going forward yeah. It's just they're 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 just reading lines almost, and it's just like they're there. Yeah, yeah. What'd you think about Hux? Uh, I mean, he he. I wouldn't say he's like one of my very favorite characters, but as far as a villain goes, like he he's not likable, but he's a very good villain. He came off strong. He came off as a uh, as an equal to Kylo Ren. He was kind of like Grand Moff Tarkin. I was telling you guys yeah. about the movie. He's he's very much like Grand Moff Tarkin as an equal, or maybe. I wouldn't say like over because Tarkin kind of had like a, a pullover Vader, but I think they're they're very much <clears throat> too. It's like Thor, uh, Thor and Loki going for the crown. Like they're they're both on equal footing, trying to get to the top, which I think is is a very interesting dynamic. Which you know, as, as we saw going forward, did not continue, but they did him very well in this movie. Yeah, and like I talked about too during the movie, that speech he gives when they're on the um, what's it called? The, the planet, the, uh, the planet, Star Killer, Star Killer base. <laughs> I mean, it's very, you know, it's very like military esque, and he just delivers it well, and it's almost, it's really menacing, but at the same time, rallying for obviously their side, and it's kind of you're like, oh wow, you know, this is going to get dark real fast. Um, you know, things are about to change. Yeah. And it was just, I think it was a really good turning point, I guess, in the movie to like they're they're going to up it, they're going to up the game up a notch, and they're right. going to things are going to be different from now on. Right. And the speech basically shows how you know, invested that Hux is into the first order and how, how much power he actually has. You know, when you see him standing up on that platform and not all the stormtroopers are lined up in formation and stuff, it's like, it's like, yeah, very Nazi-esque. Yeah, well, exactly. Nazi-esque. That's what it's intended. You know, 
yeah, Stalin-esque. And, but yeah, but it's just, it's just very like, oh, okay, this guy has some power. And like, he's he's very imposing the whole time. And like you said, Bobby, he is very much a rival to Kylo. Um, whereas Tarkin and uh, and Vader were, were friends because they had a lot of experience in the Clone War or in the Clone Wars. So they were, they were very much like, they've been through some stuff. So yeah. there was like a mutual appreciation for each other. Whereas in this movie, they don't necessarily like each other really at all. <laughs> so, yeah, true. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was actually an, an interesting twist on a reboot. No uh, trust between the two, like, unlike, you know, yeah. Darth and, and, uh, Mofkin. Tarkin. Mofkin. <laughs> well, yeah. abbreviation. Well, Mofkin was like, hey, <laughs> stop choking that guy. And Vader listened. Like, yeah. why would he have listened? Because there was a mutual respect. Whereas right. if that were to happen in this movie, you know, Kylo would have been like, shut up, Hux. Yeah. Quit, he would have been like, he, I think he would have been like, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell Snoke. Yeah, <laughs> you know, then see what happens. I'm going to tell on you. Well, there was um, scenes like that too, where they ran. Like, I'm gonna go run and tell Snow, yeah, and they're like beating each other to the throne room, exactly. you know, trying to trip the next one. I'm telling. Yeah. telling. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, it, so I mean, it, it's funny to me because, like, you know, there there's a lot of good characters. Like, it, it was it's always good to see Chewie. Chewie's kind of like a um, uh, he's always good for a laugh. Like he had some some pretty funny scenes. Nothing like too crazy, but I like when uh, he's getting treated and just like, oh, you you must have been very brave. Yeah. He's just nodding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was cool. But it, it's like, you know, Han Solo's in this movie, and Han Solo is, like, I, I didn't like him in uh, Return of the Jedi, so I thought this was a really good return to form for him. He was actually, he seems like he actually tried in this movie, uh, Harrison Ford I'm talking about, and I really liked him, but it's like, he, he wasn't even a top three character for me, because I think there were some really good characters, like the, the new characters, you know? Which I think was the writer's and the director's intention, you know, they're bringing these oh, yeah. characters to the front of the you know, forefront. All these other ones, you know, they're they're passing the torch. You know? Yeah, I got a lot of thoughts on that for once we finish this whole trilogy on how they should have approached it. But yeah, that that was obviously their intention was to pass the torch. Um, so, but having Han Solo in this movie was a really great way to bridge the gap from the original trilogy <laughs> to now. And he is very much. Um, I mentioned it when we were watching the movie that he he seems like essentially Han Solo now in this movie is Harrison Ford. Um, it's a curmudgeon old guy, you know, but it's a logical conclusion to Han Solo as a character. Like you can imagine Han Solo from the original trilogy growing up to be this, just yeah. like this hard and he's gone through a lot of stuff. Yeah. And a little bit jaded, you know, whatever, yeah. like this is life. It's not the greatest, you know, but you do what you can to get through it. And, uh, so yeah, that was, that was really cool. So he was, he was a great character. Um, Leia, Leia was cool to see again. C3PO, obviously good cameo. Um, R2-D2 under, <laughs> underutilized for sure. Um, uh, what do you guys think of BB-8? I, think, I don't know. Uh, I think BB-8's you know. cute. He's kind of like one note. I don't know if he really is vital to the whole trilogy. Needed or unneeded? I think he's drove the Drove the plot in a few points, and that's pretty much as much as I'm going to say about him. Like, it's... Uh, you probably could have written it a different way and still have the same result without her. Could have been so. R2 that whole time, you know. Without her? I don't, I don't know if it's him or I don't know if it matters. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, if they would have done it as R2, it probably would have been a little bit too similar to New Hope. That's um, true. Yeah. But I think, I, I mean, I would have liked more R2 in this movie. Because um, oh. he's, he's great. But, you know, he's... Just like Luke. <laughs> Only came at the end. Exactly. All right, so I think we covered a, a lot of our favorite characters. What about general likes with the movie? 
um, things that they did in, in terms of like the plot or the story or the or the aesthetic in general, the vibe. Uh, I think it was just a beautiful movie, honestly. Um, as far as you know, the lighting. We were talking. Bobby was talking about it too. I don't want to take it away from him, but no, 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 uh, take it away from you know the lightsaber <laughs> duels. You know, they, they like they like they did in the original trilogy. The, the lighting between during the lightsaber duels. You know, he had light and dark, obviously red and blue. And then with the um, snow, like it, snow, it, you know, what it yeah. reminded me of it reminded me of Kill Bill, the uh, the sword fight between her yeah. and uh, or Anishi. Yeah, yeah, like just like the snow, like just falling and like the background of it. It just it just looks so pretty, you know, yeah. to the, like just to the eye. I don't know. Really yeah. cool setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I mean, I just felt like the movie just felt clean. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, everything about it. I think it was edited right the music was great john williams great composer music is always a spot on for everything he does um the acting in it i think all everyone did a great job as their characters um yeah so i mean I general generally i just thought this movie was good yeah what about, what about things that they set up for the future specifically like story beats that they that they introduced um I don't know. I mean, are we, without talk, can we talk about those without getting into the next movie? I mean, yeah, I mean, we don't have to the, talk about where well, they ended where up. Where we but thought they what were they, what, Not even that. Just what they introduced. Um, what did you like? Because because my theory um, is, and this is sort of a dislike, but but pretty much J.J. Abrams' whole mystery box, um, yeah, his whole mystery box style can sometimes be too much, and I'm yeah. wondering if you guys would agree with me in this case because I think that it was maybe a little bit too much. Um, so yeah, like, was well, there stuff that they introduced that you did like? It, it is funny because I have a note written down here. It's a good setup into the next movie, dot, 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 theoretically. Uh, like, you know, you have like a lot of open plots that were not completed in this movie. Like, you know, raised parents, like that's, that's a huge thing. That was the biggest thing between the end of this movie and going into the, to the last Jedi. Everybody was talking about that for two years, trying to what was she was she a Skywalker? Yeah. Was she a Kenobi? Was she was she Han and, and Leia? Was she just a kid of Han in general? You know what was she? And I thought that brought a lot of energy going into the next movie or movies. You know, and then you know you had like who who was Snoke? Why was he important? How did he get the power? Um, and you know just seeing where they go from here. You know, it's just, and like seeing Kylo uh, develop into like a, into a Sith. There's yeah. just so many things that they could have done. Um, yeah, coming back yeah. to it, you know, there's a lot of things that you know were pretty cool concepts. The Knights of Ren. And I was hoping to maybe, you know, well, these guys are they are they Force users? Are they just you know just thugs? Are they hired hands? Um, like you said, Snoke. I mean, going back now and you're refreshing my memory about a lot of these things. Oh, and then Luke too. Like, I mean, yeah. what the heck happened with him? I know, like, there was that flashback uh, to like that rainy day or that rainy night. But like, how did that come to be? Yeah. And where know, did we go yeah. specifically from there? I know it's really hard to try and look at this movie in a vacuum since we have all the hindsight of the of the movies after it. Um, but yeah, like stuff like like Ray's parentage is is I really enjoyed. I thought it was cool to for them to set up an attempt to explain why she is so powerful. Um, just because of what we've seen throughout the Star Wars universe is there is a lineage. Um, on top of that, just uh, the vision that she has when she touches the lightsaber. First of all, why did she have that vision? Um, obviously, it's linked to her her lineage. On top of yeah. that, what happened to the new Jedi Order that Luke was setting up? Um, so all these cool little like hints of what was going on um, or what happened in between uh, Return of the Jedi and now um, were all great things that they introduced. Um, but 
some stuff like maybe they didn't necessarily uh need to have that vision you know they could have like set up her parentage in some other way um sure. you know you know that kind of stuff like too many introduced threads that never came to fruition and the risk of introducing so many threads is the fact that it could not be you know, maybe it's not going to be addressed here's so. here's the thing though you know he, he does have the jj does have the mystery box type thing but a good director or a good writer will be able to work off most of those or at least some of those in an interesting way you know you don't you don't have to completely close off these things just because they weren't your idea or there was no specific story going forward for them you know it's like not not to get the last jedi but i think a, a different director might have been able to, or if jj continued the franchise uh for the second movie then we would have had a lot more of a cohesive story for a lot of those threads but then again you know we have seen lost and how you know yeah, how that ended up that, yeah but Star Wars is a bit of a different animal than Lost. You know, I think generally there's more expectations, so there's better, um, or there should have been better management Conclusion, on a lot of these things. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you look at Lost, Lost is a TV show, and it has all these different episodes in a season to to to, to ratify and and finish these storylines. Uh, you put those that many things in a movie, and it's going to be hard to do. Right. Which yeah, I think so JJ that's... suffers. Right. Yeah. That was basically my point is that, you know, the more that you introduce, there's more risk of none of them coming to fruition or, you know, a certain number of them not not actually panning out. Um, but it, one of the things one of the things that I liked most about this movie is that it it feels it just feels like a Star Wars movie. You know, it has yeah. that has that tone of just like, you know, there's space wizards and spaceships. It's like yeah. and lasers. It's like and, and this does it so well. Um, and the new characters that they introduce and all that are, they make sense within this world. Yeah, um, absolutely. So it's all it's all very well done in terms of its its plot, even if it is a little bit of a rehash. Um, you know, I think that, like I said at the beginning, it it was needed in order to um, get old fans on board and you know lessen the blow on new fans. And not only that, uh, it was a a uh, it was a, a detour from the prequel trilogy. You know, they wanted to they they deliberately wanted you to not feel like this was a prequel movie in terms of its aesthetic um, by yeah. making all the uh, the practical effects and, you know, not using as much green screen. And I think they I think they nailed it. Um, oh, absolutely. When they go was, into Maz's bar, like it was just so lifelike, yeah. all, like all the aliens and the robots and stuff. Yeah. They, they were there. And you yeah. can tell. Right. It just so, felt like, you know, felt like you're walking into the cantina. Yeah. On Mos Eisley, in Mos Eisley. Right. Yeah. And I think what else the, the movie does well too is all the cameos that you know you find out later. Like this person, this actor is playing this, this, and this. You know, it's kind of cool that they did that. Yeah, you had Simon Easter Pegg, Easter Simon Pegg yeah. playing the uh, the slave guy who's giving out the rations. Oh. Uh, and then you had uh, Daniel Craig as the uh, as the stormtrooper that Ray first mind controls. Yeah. So I think there's I, even I, more I than that, that too. I just can't remember them all, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Um, I was gonna say something else too. Mm-hmm. But I forgot it, so let's move on. I um, ruined it. I think that, yeah, I think Bobby alluded this to alluded to this earlier. Um, you don't necessarily have a least favorite character. Um, what about you, Jay? Did you have a least favorite character? Because I personally don't. I don't think that anybody really is super egregious in you know their portrayal. I thought everybody. It, there's there's not a lot of characters that I dislike. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. Um, when this movie was coming out, the the hype around it was was insane, right? You know, it was finally a new Star Wars movie, the first in ten years. 
Like, mm-hmm. this is great. Everyone was super excited. And this movie basically met the hype. I don't... Oh, it, for... it quenched yeah. my theoretical thirst. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. I, I was still I really excited in this movie. I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. I can't wait for the next, you know, ones. And, and then, you know, I was like, a, I was a kid again, you know? <laughs> well, we've talked about this on a... <laughs> we've talked about this before on a previous podcast, but I don't cry in movies generally. But when the Star Wars logo went across the screen, when we were in the theater for this, I, I welled up a little bit with, <laughs> with uh, you know, like anxiousness and excitement because it was like... You know, I was so confident and so like, so proud of the franchise that I welled up. So, yeah, we haven't seen the it in ten me. years. You know, I, it was, it was a big I got goosebumps. I didn't cry, but <laughs> I didn't cry either. Don't don't get don't get it twisted. I just <laughs> welled up a bit. I welled up. This wasn't water. the fox and the hound. Jay. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. Back to the least favorite characters. Nobody, nobody's got one. Uh, honestly, like, there's, there's no characters I dislike. Like, there's nobody who's even annoying to me. Uh, it's not really a dis, dis a disliked character. It just seems like a useless character. It was Phasma. Uh, um, that's a yeah. missed opportunity for sure. She's like, for me, she's like the Raiders. You know, just like doesn't yeah. matter. Looks <laughs> <laughs> you know? like I said, it's not disliked. It's not dislike. It's just like, why? Why were you in this movie? Right. You know. Yeah. All right. So, so how about dislikes and complaints? We've given it a lot of praise so far. Um, what are some things that could have been better? Well, okay, so Jay just mentioned Captain Phasma. Captain Phasma was the first dislike on my list here. Um, you know, she she's basically the Boba Fett of this trilogy. Uh, she looks the part of a badass. So she's like your her, favorite? N- yeah, no. no, unfortunately not. Uh, like her armor is made out of uh, I, I don't they don't go into this in the movie, but her armor is made out of uh, was it Palpatine's uh, ship? Yeah. Yep. And so it's basically blaster proof. And like she looks like a badass, she kind of acts like a badass. And then they have her captured by people with blasters, yeah. which which made no sense to me. She was kept, she was held captive by people with blasters. Well, we don't know the extent of its blaster proofness because she gets shot with a glancing blow in the Last Jedi, and it it's deflected. But point blank range, who knows? Yeah. But that thing was it, right it, under its chin. Even, so, like there wasn't even a, there, was there wasn't a, even a fight scene, and there was a like, Wookiee. What the hell? The Wookiee could have ripped, ripped, ripped her arms ripped off. A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's just, I, I feel like I would have liked at least some kind of, even if it was 30 seconds long, some kind of fight scene. She didn't do anything in this movie. Yeah, she she didn't do a it. single thing. All she did was hurt, uh, she, like, she lowered the shields, I think. That's the only thing she did. She's, she's Brian Cranston and Godzilla. <laughs> yes. Heavily promoted in the, in the commercials oh, and trailers and then doesn't do anything. Man, Which, she was, oh, so going, so back, going back to my previous question about things that they introduced, you know. Mm-hmm. That she'd be one of those things where it's like a character that was introduced that had zero impact. So much hype, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because then you're like, oh, dang. So she's going to be back, right? She's got to be back for the future. Uh, <laughs> oops. What's going to happen? I don't know. Yeah. So um, Phasma's a good dis, you know, a dislike or complaint with the movie. It's just the, the yeah. complete underutilization. It's. I mean, I think it's kind of... It, at this point, it's kind of a nitpick because she wasn't meant to be a main character or a main villain, right. but she was kind of a henchman villain and barely got any screen time, well, barely did anything. She's know? portrayed as the heavy, as the heavy in the yeah, movie. for sure. And then she's not, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Uh, if if I'm going into another one here, uh, I, I, as I said, I think Ray was a really good character. I really liked her, but one thing that does bug me about her in this movie is she's so selfless at every single turn for no real reason. Like, uh, like looking back to A New Hope, uh, Luke wanted to leave. Like, he wanted to leave and go out and join 
join the Empire, which he didn't know they were evil at the time, but he wanted to be a pilot. He wanted to leave his aunt and uncle who needed him to help with the harvest and all that. Uh, and so it's like he was selfish. He wanted to do selfish things. Not everything, but it took him a while to, to do selfless things that didn't benefit him. Ray just kind of like she saves BB-8 out of the goodness of her heart. She uh, she goes and she attacks Finn just because BB-8 says something about Finn. Like that's uh, Poe's jacket. Yeah. It's just like everything she does is out of the goodness of her heart, but no, like no selfish intent. And I think, I think... I, I'm going to dumb it down a little bit more from selfishness versus that. I think that Luke was more human than yeah. Ray is. Ray, Ray doesn't really display a lot of uh, regular, like real human um, behavior. She, she obviously has emotions cause she misses her family and that's like her main driver. But she doesn't necessarily behave like she's had a rough upbringing or anything like that. So it seems it's not relatable. She's not relatable at all. Um, yeah. It's just like, I, oh, I'm sorry, Jay, you go. Well, I mean, also we go back to her upbringing. I mean, obviously at a very young age, she was abandoned on this planet. She's basically an orphan. You know, it seems kind of out of character for maybe, I don't, I don't want to like assume that all orphans are going to be this way. But you're, you're, you're dropped in a harsh environment. You're there to survive. You're pretty much the only child there. You're dealing with some, you know, what's what uh, Simon Pegg's character. The yeah, character. I have no idea what his name is. Yeah. Um, you know, and you, obviously her childhood was harsh, you know, and then you, you think maybe that's completely out of character for her to be almost completely selfless. You know, she'd probably want to do things. She wouldn't be trusting of people. She'd probably, you know, be out just to survive and do everything she can to survive. Well, well th- think, think about it this way. Uh, so I just recently watched Aladdin. There's a scene where, you know, he steals the loaf of bread and then, like, he gets chased by the palace guards and everything. But then, like, as he goes to eat it, he sees a couple of other younger orphans and he gives them his bread. So it's like there's a scene that shows, like, you know, he's like maybe he understands what it's like to be in that situation. So that's why he's doing it. Like, you don't see anybody, like, well, I can see that being her motivation, too. I mean, yeah. obviously, she doesn't want, like, I, I've, I've lived this way, but still. Sure, but, like, there was no other uh, yeah, was slave tough. children or anything like that, too. Yeah. Like, she didn't grow up with anybody as far as we saw. You know, it's like that we don't we haven't seen any reason for her to be that way, I guess. Right. Well, I think what they were what they were intending to do, um, which in the future we find out isn't the case, but they were trying to show that she has an inherent predilection to the light side of the force and essentially basically that she's good she's just good because she is a good guy and she's related to a good guy and she has a she has a lineage from the light side of the force essentially right um, yeah so i think that's what kind of what they were going going for but there was there eventually was never a payoff to that um so that's probably why they did it but like i said it comes off as not human it comes off as not natural um, yeah. with luke skywalker we see we see that he is, you know, a little bit impulsive. You know, he wants to go to the station and buy power converters. <laughs> well, know, he's also like a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, he was essentially an orphan too. He was raised by his, quote unquote, aunt and uncle. But there was way more. You you could believe him as a real person more than Ray. Um, like like I said when we were talking about favorite characters, Ray Ray is a really good character, and she's she's, uh, you know, endearing. Um, and so but I how'd she get that? Yeah, yeah. There's just like there's there's stuff missing with her character. I think it's basically like she's not fully fleshed out. She's and, and as at you know as an introduction to the character, 
it's fine because we can build mm-hmm. on that for the future and you know, in this in the subsequent theoretically years. yes yeah so it's like when i first saw this movie i was perfectly fine with the way everybody yeah. was portrayed because there was that assumption that things were going to be expanded on uh, mm-hmm. but yeah we'll we'll get into that in the next episode <laughs> yes uh, we will <laughs> what, what, right. what were some other dislikes for you kevin um like like i was saying earlier just a lot of the story beats that they added in you know the the non um the the threads that weren't closed off um in this own movie or in its own movie were uh risky they were stuff that that may have never gotten completed you know and like i said in hindsight we know that they weren't um like her lineage the fact that she touched the lightsaber and saw this vision and then ended up not even having any kind of relation but i'm trying to look at this more in a vacuum which is really hard knowing knowing what we know um but yeah there there's not much there's not many dislikes besides that maybe maybe the fact that star killer base was basically a, another death star um i'm not sure but it can destroy a whole system so it's different <laughs> i guess it's bigger uh, it sucks up suns <laughs> yeah i like i like the origin of star killer base which isn't explained in this movie so that's <laughs> a little bit cheating too but you know having another death star was a little bit lazy um, yeah definitely but other than that oh Actually, I think I think a point of contention for this movie is the lightsaber battle at the end. The fact that um, the fact that Kylo was defeated by Rey, a lot of people, sh- a lot of people don't like that. Um, I think it makes shot. sense. He was also injured. Yeah, he was shot by the bowcaster. Well, I have two versions of of head that I go with. One okay. being that he's injured, um, he's not full strength, and he's fighting somebody who's extremely powerful in the Force, despite having no training doesn't matter she's very powerful with the force so um could hold his own finn mm-hmm. i think finn was more of him toying with him you know yeah, Kylo was sure. just like you know i can beat this guy who cares my second headcanon is that and this is just based on what we see visually i don't think kylo ren is a very good lightsaber duelist i don't think he's been trained he hasn't been tra- he's for sure hasn't been trained by a lightsaber dueler at all snoke does not know how to use lightsaber doesn't even have one um so i think that he's just kind of out there He's a brawler. He's, yeah, he's a extremely yeah. powerful with the force, but mm-hmm. not trained in terms of using a lightsaber at all. That's why his lightsaber sucks. <laughs> like like the <laughs> SNL skit. It looks like it was made by a toddler. Yeah. So I think that I I think it makes sense that Ray would beat him because he's just not that good. If he would have gone up against Darth Maul or a Vader, he he would have been cut down oh, like yeah. that. And but in terms of force strength, he may be more powerful than Maul is. Uh, mm-hmm. But as a lightsaber battler, Ky- Kylo's just not there. Another thing to consider is I, he didn't want to kill Rey. He wanted her to be his, his students. Well, I guess that too. <laughs> uh, but like he didn't want to kill her, so I think like he probably was taking like he wasn't fighting as hard because of that. And then he got surprised when she did show some power. So I, I, I think that was definitely a part of it. Well, he also yeah. had instructions to bring her to Snow, didn't he? So, I mean, his yeah. intent was to kill her. Oh, yeah. The girl. What girl? Yeah. That's true. But when has a Sith, quote-unquote Sith, because he's not technically a Sith, uh, yeah, when has not... a dark side user followed rules? Yeah, exactly. So, as soon as she fought back against him, after she essentially denied his his uh, offer, um, he would have been going full force. And he was just completely caught off guard, and I I think that's just because he doesn't have any training, really. Yeah. So, but 
Yeah, that's that that fight scene. I can understand why people have dislikes with it. Uh, but you know, if you think about it from a different point of view, <laughs> um, <laughs> it works in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely understand both of your headcanon uh, options there. I think both of those actually do make a lot of sense. Um, but it's like you, you mentioned that lightsaber fight. It, that was actually the favorite scene, my favorite scene of the movie. Because, you know, like Jay mentioned it before, like how it looked. And I just think like the feels of, you know, lightsaber fights should probably be the best parts of most it Star Wars movies. It brings you back to Empire. For the most fun. It those feels back to Empire. Oh, yeah. Empire and then the prequels. You know, like uh, the basically the finale of, uh, of Phantom of the... Uh, or sorry, <laughs> Phantom of the Menace. Phantom Menace know. and Phantom Return of the, of the Sith. <laughs> I, felt, I, I felt Phantom Menace. Yeah, Phantom Menace. But I think the rest, like for me, I think we talked about this before, the rest of the prequels, their lightsaber are really outlandish their battles are kind this, of uh, this matter was outlandish I you, you have you have the, the culmination of anakin turning into darth vader with that, uh, that obi-wan duel which i think is the best part of the entire prequels but that's a whole other discussion yeah we'll, we'll get there eventually but i don't think that this fight scene gets anywhere near empire uh, no no it, it does the... it's just it's just fun like, it's it's an interesting watch like yeah. i it's different at one point it's like funny because oh, more like a hint back to you know, obviously um, Empire. Not, yeah, like, it's not it doesn't compete or compare to, but I mean, it's a hearkening back. Like, hey, but what does? Because yeah. it is the greatest lightsaber battle we've ever seen. Yeah, and the newest one. Oh, you agree? Ooh, I'll remember that. <laughs> I'll remember that. <laughs> uh, but as far as some other stuff, like like I mentioned, as far as like the dislikes, there's a lot of small stuff like. Uh, when, okay, so when the five planets are destroyed by Starkiller Base, uh, there's no stakes in that. They, I don't even think we're told what planets they are, uh, they're, they're, and they just explode. We see some people for, like, five seconds. We've never seen the people before. Um, apparently, there's supposed to be a deleted scene where, like, Leia talks to, like, the, the front woman about getting a message to somebody, but that was never in the movie. Uh, like, there's just no stakes. Like, at least when Aldron was destroyed, like... Leia had a personal connection to Alderaan, and you could see how it how it devastated her. In this movie, there's nothing, yeah. so like that was kind of annoying. Like as far as like who cares? You just, just destroy a few other planets, whatever. It doesn't matter. Well, I <laughs> mean, the the stakes are are basically that first of all, it's five planets. So how many people were killed? So yeah. on top of that, the Republic fleet was destroyed as well. So there's mm -hmm. an added bit of dread, you know, put into that situation. But mm -hmm. I will say that's not explained very well. And the personal connection that Leia has to Alderaan is much, much better done than this. So I do agree with you there. Yeah. Um, I think we, I mentioned it in the movie, too, as they're talking about, you know, who's supporting the resistance. And then they say, well, you have to destroy the, the government supporting the resistance. And they destroy, you know, those planets because that's where the um, the new, the new, um, wow. Republic, I guess. Republic is, yeah, <laughs> and and it's and it's hinted at to what that system is, and those planets are in the aftermath series, and I think Mon Mothma is well, Mon Mothma is still um, it's the still alive, it's, yeah, it's and Mon Mothma is still uh, still a part of that, and Mon Mothma and Mothma, uh, Mothma, Mothma, um, and Leia are are very close friends, and um, so I think, but that's not hinted. You have to you have to actually read canon uh, novels, yeah, which is the that. problem. It's like you know I. I I, 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 I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I didn't read any of that stuff. You know, so it's like the the the, the regular like a regular person, like the average fan, isn't going to know that stuff either. So it's like if you don't put it in the movie, we're not going to know. So to to expand on what you were saying, Jay, about them saying you know that the resistance is supporting, or the the Republic supporting the resistance, 
Um, yeah. And you were like, what? But, you know, the, why is it a resistance then and not an army or whatever? Um, I think what was intended behind that is the fact that there were resistance supporters within the Republic, but maybe the whole Republic isn't, you know, yeah. isn't pushing sense. for it. Um, I don't know what Leia's capacity was in the Republic. Um, I would have to have to look that up, but it's mentioned in the Bloodlines novel. Um, but she's more along the lines of an ambassador, or almost. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I, I was thinking. She goes against orders in the in the aftermath, and yeah. then she gets kind of a demotion. She's allowed. She's allowed voice in support of the resistance. Yeah. So maybe yeah. what they're saying when when they're like, "Oh, we have to destroy the Republic because of their support of the resistance," could be just that that there's people that are loud. You know, loud voices. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just a small aside. Um, yeah, I think uh, anybody have any other dislikes? Because I think we pretty much covered it. Um, you want to get into our final ratings of this movie? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to go last on this one just to see what, what you guys go with first. All right, after you, Jay. What's your rating? All right. My rating is I'm going to give it a, a solid B+. Plus. Uh, I'm going to go probably about 87%. Not really a solid B+, plus, but a B+. Plus. <laughs> It's a very solid. Nonetheless, uh, you know, this movie is enjoyable, and for for going so long without seeing a Star Wars movie, this this first um, this first look at another Star Wars saga um, or a continuation of the Star Wars saga was, I think, almost hit the nail right on the head. It was like you said, we were just the hype behind it was well deserved, um, and I I was still out of the new trilogy. This is my favorite, and I like it. I don't have that many gripes about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the characters were all great. Their personalities, uh, which I wish we get to see later on in the saga, are all you know, very um, you know, upbeat and everyone's likable. Like I said, it, there's not one favorite character for me, but all of them really stand out. Um, and as far as leading into other, some of their storylines and their plots, uh, they're kind of convoluted and unfinished, which is why it's not getting a solid, you know, not getting an A. Okay, I think that this movie set out to do a job and it did exactly what it set out to do which was refresh the star wars franchise um it had the feel and the the uh, ambiance of what a star wars movie is it had the visual um aesthetic as well i give this movie i give this movie an 8.5 lightsabers out of 10 uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie is is one of those movies that i'll, I'll watch just to like you know just to get back into the star Wars mindset where, um, you know, if I'm not watching empire, which is my favorite and I think is the best movie. Um, this is one of those movies that sort of, uh, connects me with that original trilogy again, because of, because of the way that they're depicting the characters and the universe again. Um, it's a, it's such a departure from the prequel trilogy. Um, it just feels, which is such an arbitrary way of saying it. It just feels like a star Wars movie. So mm-hmm. I give it I give it uh, high praise. Um, it's it's hard for me to give it anything higher just because the original trilogy for me is just so much it's so much better, which is weird because I highly recommend this movie. But yeah, I gotta settle at an eight point five. Well, uh, going for me, this is the last movie that I've seen, so I'm going a perfect ten out of ten. <laughs> uh, thankfully, this is the last movie I've seen because uh, before that it was Bad Boys Three, and that was the most perfect movie before I saw this one. Bad Boys Three was what's it now? Uh, now it's probably like uh, probably like an eight and a half. It's actually pretty good. Oh wow! Speaking of eight and a half, I give this movie an eight hundred and fifty out of a thousand. Um, <laughs> you copy me? <laughs> no, I, I wrote down eight uh, eight point five. Uh, I, I think it's a very good movie. Uh, I think it. Like, like I said, whenever I see it on like TBS or just what, wherever, I'll, I'll watch it. Um, I think 
it, no matter where you are in the movie, you're going to be having fun watching it. There's a lot there. Almost every character is enjoyable. There's no characters that bring this movie down for me. Um, very few dislikes. They're all nitpicks for the most part. Uh, I just, it's the only thing is I, I don't think any of it's great. I think because a lot of it is rehashed from a new hope. That's why I'm probably not going any higher than an 8.5, but it, it, it really made me excited for the future of star Wars. Which really makes me upset with uh, the next review that we're going to be doing. Yeah, uh, I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's a reason this movie is so divisive, and we're I- I'm going to go into it trying to be as fair as possible. Uh, and I know I've I've got some Last Jedi fans uh, that are going to be listening to this podcast, <laughs> but I- I'll do my absolute best. But I- I'm trying to see well, it with fresh eyes. I just know some of the problems that we're going to have. Well, spoiler alert, I'm going to rip it a new one. Um, <laughs> I'm not holding back anything. <laughs> so basically, to sum up the uh, the Force Awakens Episode 7 of Star Wars, um, we all recommend it, right? We all gave oh, it a pretty high very score. What did you give me? 8.7. So now we have 8. an average of 8.6. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great score. Um, so highly recommended. If you haven't seen it already, first of all, what are you waiting for? Uh, second of all, go watch it if you haven't already. Um, yeah, stop there. and <laughs> stop there. Yeah, exactly. This is the finale of the series. There's only seven movies. Yeah, just uh, just think of this as the end. Uh, Luke Luke has a heart attack right at the end of the movie, so it's it's over. It's gonna be a bit of a cliffhanger, but it's worth it. <laughs> just deal with the cliffhanger. Just imagine um, that Disney went bankrupt right after that movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, yeah, so that's pretty high praise for this movie. Um, just to sum it up, we got great new characters, Star Wars feel, great looks, visuals. Looks beautiful, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, check it out for sure. There's um, bumps included and little tears. Yeah, and just a single tear. Just a single tear. <laughs> just, uh, the next one will be Tears of Anger. Um, <laughs> so keep an eye out for that because um, we're going to be doing this for the next few weeks in honor of you know Star Wars Month, May the 4th. Um, may the 4th be with you. Yeah, May the 4th be with you. And Revenge uh, of the 5th. Watch your back. Yeah, Revenge of the Fifth is on is on Tuesday, which is a notoriously shitty day. <laughs> Why? Well, also Cinco de Mayo, so. Oh, that's right. You can't drink. You can't do anything. It's the worst yeah, Cinco de Mayo ever. Worse, what, bad. I'm uh, I'm gonna have some tacos day. and some margaritas at home here. So I don't know about it's you guys. Sad Easter. Maybe maybe we'll put on Revenge of the Sith and just really kick it off. Well, I was gonna say, make some tacos for May the Fifth and uh, watch. The Force Awakens and enjoy yourself because it is a really great movie. Um, yeah, until next time, we'll continue the series. Uh, may the fourth be with you and tread that and car. Thanks for riding the wave. Wow, get pitted. Get it. Get it.